Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest. The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace, and I hope that you can do the same. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I have exciting news. If you've been following the podcast over the past couple of weeks, you might've heard that I was in a car accident. Anyway, the great news is, is that I got my cast off today. I swear my arm feels almost like it feels like my, it was frozen and then it's melting. (laughs) It's just defrosting now for anyone who's had a cast, they can totally relate. So it's so bizarre. And so I actually can move my hand. Everything feels good. And, uh, I'm so excited for the healing to begin and me being able to actually, it's so funny because I hold up my arm and it's like the cast is still on there. Um, so yeah, so things are moving in the right direction and I'm feeling more like myself and just kind of bouncing back. And, uh, so yeah, so lately the episodes I've been doing is just kind of talking about things that I went through after going through that accident and just that I did to help build up my resilience again. And, and I felt like my nerves were shattered. It was definitely very scary going through that accident. And so I just thought, you know what, why am I keeping this to myself? So that's why the past couple episodes have been all about just taking back your power in the face of challenging situations and just things that you can do right away. So what I would thought I thought I would talk about today is this idea of 
the pressure points of addiction, the amount of pressure that keeps building and building and building and how bottling up our stress can actually really impact our mental health. And I was holding in the stress from my accident and I felt like there was just like so much pressure. And when I was in the muck, of loving someone with an addiction, that's what I was doing as well. I was holding it all in, trying to keep my my stuff together, my SHIT together. And I was sweeping emotions under the carpet and it was just building and building and building almost like a pressure cooker. So think about like bottling up stress. Look at it like this idea of a pressure cooker. So imagine that all your emotions and your stressors there is building, it's like steam building up inside of us or steam building up in a pressure cooker. And so if it's managed, if we can release that valve a little and let some of the steam out, then it eases the pressure. So, but as more and more stressors and more and more worries, more and more emotional accumulation, like emotions that are accumulating, the pressure can continue to rise. And eventually, if this pressure isn't released, it can lead to so many various negative outcomes. So I thought I would talk about, you know, if you continue to bottle up your stress, much like a pressure cooker, it's only a matter of time that that pressure becomes too much, too much to bear. And and so it can lead to that inevitable release in some way, or um, just like a breakdown or, you know, shattered nerves as the last episode. So we wanted to talk, I wanted to talk about this today and this idea. So what happens when we hold everything in? What happens when we're taking everything on ourselves and just holding everything in? So I just want to say first that when you love someone with an addiction or you've lost someone to addiction, it is so isolating. You might be feeling really alone in all of this because let's face it, we don't want to share necessarily what's going on. We maybe are embarrassed of what's going on at home or we're we're unsure or we're uncertain and we're just trying to keep things together. <clears throat> I have to apologize. I have a bit of a tickle today. So I just want you to know that you're, there's no shame in this and that it's very common for us to put up walls or to kind of sweep things under the carpet. And there's that expression that if you keep sweeping, you know, stuff under the carpet, eventually it's going to create a bulge or eventually, you know, if you have throw stuff in a cupboard in the back of the cupboard and we just kind of hide things in a cupboard, eventually it's going to get moldy and stinky and build up. And, and so what happens when we hold everything in is that it can have detrimental effects on us, on our physical health, our mental health. We can feel socially isolated. We can feel just a sense of like overwhelm and we can actually reduce productivity and actually it increases risk behaviors, like things that we maybe we wouldn't normally do or react in certain ways. So The idea is, is that when we bottle up stress, it can manifest in physical symptoms and that can be headache, that can be muscle tendon. I get it all in my neck and shoulders. It can be digestive problems. It can be chronic pain and inflammation in our body because if we're not processing stress, then it can have physical effects on our body and stress triggers the release of stress hormones, which have a direct impact on our body. And not to mention that 
suppressing emotions and not addressing the stressors can actually lead to mental health issues. Like we can lead to anxiety and depression and just anxious feelings all around. So when we bottle up stress, it's like carrying a heavy emotional burden and it can feel overwhelming at times. I always say it's like a backpack. Every time we kind of, we're putting all the stress in our backpack, that backpack is going to get really, really heavy. So I really invite you to recognize that by building up all that stress and holding it on your own shoulders, it can feel and become very overwhelming at times. Not to mention when we hold everything in, we are often withdrawing from social interactions. We're withdrawing and we're isolating ourselves. When we're holding everything in, it means that we're not necessarily reaching out to community. It means that maybe we're not connecting with our friends or loved ones because we're holding it all in. And that social isolation, this can really strain, put a strain on us, and it can really affect our our well-being, right? And Sometimes we think that others may not understand what we're going through, or they may not understand what's going on beneath the surface, especially when it comes to addiction is so challenging, but I really do invite you, you know, if, if you don't have a friend to talk to, uh, just recognize that reach out to community. The SYCAM community is so here for you. I don't want you to feel alone. That's why I do these podcasts. I'm literally your new best friend. So reach out to me. Um, I, you know what? I don't think that I'm annoyed by any private message. I absolutely love them. I love to support and be there for you. I've been there in the muck. I know what it's like. And so, and also everyone in our group is so uplifting and we understand. And so please, please, please recognize that when we tend to suppress stress and hold things in and sweep it under the carpet, where instead of building that pressure cooker, Um, that can lead also to social isolation, which is, you know, not so great. So that's what happens when we hold everything and we may not be sharing with others. The other thing that chronic stress or holding things in or emotional suppression can actually impair our cognitive function. Now here's the psychology, right? It affects our ability to make decisions. It moves us out of our logical portion of our brain and can actually reduce productivity, effective stress management, effective cognitive functioning. It can affect us on so many many levels. So that can help make it more difficult rather to manage daily tasks. So when we're suppressing all this, it affects us in so many ways. So think of it like, you know, suppressing stress is like blowing air into a balloon and keep blowing it in without letting any out. Eventually that balloon is going to get so full, making it at risk to burst. So, so there you go. It's so true, right? So It's so important. I can't emphasize it more. This is the purpose of this podcast today is why it's so important to not let this stress build, to not let that pressure build. So physical health, so continually elevated stress levels can contribute to health conditions like hypertension, heart disease, weakened immune system, all those things. So it becomes essential to manage stress and protect our well-being. The other thing is mental health. If we don't address, if we have unaddressed stress, then it can lead to exasperation of of stressors and anxiety and things like that. And by recognizing and addressing stressors, it becomes so crucial for our well-being, right? And so relationships too, when we retract and we're suppressing our stress and our emotions and we're not reaching out to others, it can really 
communicate contribute to breaking down relationships and so we want to make sure that sharing our emotions and stressors with loved ones can actually help build connection and build trust and understanding the other thing is when we hold in our stress we are depleting our resilience, our capacity and our ability to deal with what's going on. So when we release the pressure regularly through healthy ways, through healthy outlets, we become better equipped to handle future stress. So actually by communicating, we are effectively managing the stress. It uh, will promote resilience. And so obviously managing stress and expressing our emotions, they enhance our overall quality of life, our connections to others. It helps with more positive experiences. It helps us to release that burden. Like I said, putting that backpack down. So what we want to do is if stress continues to build, it is unbelievable because it's going to eventually lead to a breaking point. So the explosive explosion can manifest in breakdowns or crisis or sudden, you know, severe physical or mental health implications. And so when you know that you're having a clear sign that your pressure is building, then we need to, something needs to break. We need to release this stress. We need to become proactive in managing our stress and also finding healthy outlets for our emotion. We need to seek support with family members or professionals, connect with community. There's my cute, adorable dog, Crystal. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> she wanted to say hi. And so practicing relaxation techniques or distress reducing strategies are so important. But my message here is, Try not to let that pressure cooker keep building. We need to have that release valve. We need to prevent the explosion or that huge build of pressure from happening. And we need to find constructive ways to manage and release stress so that we can maintain our well-being. So we can recognize when we're building this or if we're holding everything in or we're putting everything in our own backpack or sweeping things under the carpet we need to recognize what is it that we can do in order to prevent that dangerous building and that pressure, right? So I want to talk quickly just about why we might be holding things in. Why do we do that? Why do we pressure cook? Why do we suppress the stress that's going on, right? Why do we sleep things under the carpet or hide things in that back closet? And so here are some reasons why we might do that, and, and I'll share why I do it. Um, so one of the things is we might be avoiding confrontation. So sometimes we suppress stress and we suppress emotions because we're afraid of the confrontation. Maybe we're afraid of the conflict that that might bring if we're expressing, you know, feelings and addressing stressors that it might make lead to more uncomfortable or difficult conversations. Hello, that is like 100% like what happened when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. So oftentimes it's like you're dealing with it all because they're off doing their own thing anyway. And it's almost like, it's like, and then it just was so depleting to really address these concerns over and over and over again. And so so that's one thing. We might be avoiding confrontation. We also might have... Uh, so societal expectations and cultural norms, if we are displaying vulnerability or we're displaying emotions, sometimes in social society, it's like it's a sign of weakness. So some people may suppress their stress 
because they believe that maybe they're going to appear less strong or less in control. And that's really common as well. Another thing is the fear of burdening others. I know for me, it's like I didn't always want to be talking about, you know, my addicted love and all the crazy stuff he was doing and how he's behaving and things like that. So I actually started not communicating with as many people and I was embarrassed to be honest. And so it was so hard because I didn't want to burden my friends or my loved ones with my problems. And this might be one of the reasons why you're holding it in as well. And that you're, you're downplaying your pressure and your stress because you're, you don't want to be a burden to someone else. And that's so common too. Another thing is a perceived lack of control. It's like, if it's almost like you're admitting defeat when you admit or you speak of your overwhelm and your stressors. And basically what you're almost admitting that you can't control this and that this, this acknowledgement of these stressors is, 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 it can help you, right? It's, it's sharing vulnerability and lack of control, but sometimes we might not share that because we don't want to like have this perceived lack of control. Like we don't, we can't control this, but remember we can't control it no matter what anyway. And then another thing is this coping mechanism. So for some, suppressing stress and emotions, they can become a coping mechanism, right? It provides temporary relief because we're not thinking about those stressors. We're not thinking about all the discomfort and the anxiety. And so we sweep it under the carpet. So it's a coping mechanism, right? So, but then it ends up building. So another reason why we might be, creating that pressure, suppressing is just, we're not really recognizing our struggle. We don't realize how much of an impact this struggle is having on us. So we might have a lack of emotional awareness. And so we don't necessarily know how to express our emotions effectively, or we not may not be even fully aware of the impact of the stress that we are experiencing. And until, you know, until it builds and builds and builds, and then suddenly it's like, like it blows up. And so I actually didn't realize the, the impact um, that all of this was having on me until I did have a breakdown. And then I realized, oh my goodness, right? It's almost like the analogy is like, um, not recognizing all the clutter accumulating in your closet because you haven't really taking the time to open the door and pull everything out and assess what it's in it. It's like you open the door and you just keep throwing things in it. But then one day when you open it up, everything falls out of your closet. So it's kind of like that. Okay. So all of these, these are all valid reasons why we might hold things in and we might build it. So the key takeaway here is that while suppressing stress and emotions, they might provide temporary relief or it might provide that illusion of control, or it might provide that illusion of strength, it often leads to negative effects. It creates that pressure, 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 and it's going to build. So it's essential to acknowledge and address the stress and the pressure that's coming on and building and finding outlets for you, outlets for your emotions, seeking support and reaching out to others, prioritizing you and your well-being. So so that it doesn't take full control or take full hold. So I'm curious, what emotions or stressors have you been holding in? Have you been suppressing? What have you been suppressing recently? 
and what might be a healthier, constructive way to address them. Now, I am going to say that acknowledging and addressing your emotions and recognizing that, you know what, oh my gosh, if you're thinking here, I am, yes, I've been suppressing all my emotions. I've been holding it down, keeping it together for the kids or whoever. Um, I've been sweeping things under the carpet. The first step is just being here, gaining that awareness and recognizing, holy smokes, yes, I am creating a pressure cooker here. I am building up and holding in a lot of things. And this is my invitation for you today to remember that you don't have to do this alone allowing yourself to feel, allow yourself to express, allow yourself to be vulnerable, that what you're going through is so hard. And it makes sense that you're building all this stress. It makes sense that you're trying to keep it together. It makes sense that, you know, you're building this pressure cooker. And so the idea here is just the first acknowledgement, embrace the opportunity that you're going to release this pressure that you're not, you don't have to take this burden on all on your own and then finding healthy ways to navigate this. And that's about it. I am excited because the next episode is going to be all on stress and how we can like move stress out of our body and actual actionable nuggets for you. So if you're sitting here going, yes, Andrea, I have a pressure cooker brewing and you know, I'm bottling up all my stress and oh my God, I'm feeling the pressure points of loving someone with an addiction. Um, so don't worry, because the next episode also will help you through that. So, But the first step is just acknowledging and being open to reaching out for support, for being open to um, releasing the valve a little bit and not feeling like you need to hold this all in yourself. So that's it, my friends. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode and I'm so excited for you to hear the next episode because it will help you a lot. And of course, I'm always here for you. Uh, if you haven't grabbed your copy of Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction or the copy of my new book, Saving Me, One Day at a Time, Finding Light Amidst the Shadows of Addiction, if you love the content on this podcast, I invite you to grab your copy of this book because... It literally is everything that I teach here on the podcast, but it packaged in a beautiful book for you. And it's all about you and not your addicted loved one, how you can take back your power and focus on you. And it has integration of all these positive psychology and resilience strategies, as well as reflective questions, how you can work with yourself so that you can get to a place that you feel really, really good and strong and powerful and not taken down by addiction. Because let's face it, it does take us down. It is so wholeheartedly challenging. And so so that's it, my friends. I hope you got a lot out of today. And of course, there's many resources over at the website if you haven't gone there in a while at savingyouiskillingme.com and just enter your email address and go in for privacy. And there is a whole host of support for you there. So I invite you to go there as well. Okay, sending hugs, everyone. And we will see you soon. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups 
or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.